Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Today we're going to honor our pastor. Um, there's a few of us that are going to take a few minutes and speak. Um, when I was first asked to speak today, many thoughts went through my mind. Um, first, I want to thank Pastor and Sister Boyd for always being there for me and easy to talk to. I appreciate the burden they have for this church and the examples they have been to me and my family. They dedicated me as a baby and has looked out for me and my brother through our lives. There were many times they must have thought we would have killed each other. But with prayer and punishment, we made it through. <laughs> I can truly say that both of them has had a hand in molding me into the man I am today. I love and appreciate them from the bottom of my heart. And to you, Sister Boyd, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Ephesians 6 and 1. I can't believe they made us go after the little kids. That's not really fair. But, <laughs> but I feel very honored that Sister Cricket asked me to speak today about my pastor. I'm very thankful to have him as my pastor and have him as my pastor, not just any man, but Brother Boyd as my, and Sister Boyd as my pastor. When I first came, I wasn't raised this way. When I first started coming, I was very uneasy about everything. I was very uncomfortable about things. I don't know why, just was. Brother Boyd made me feel like, Brother and Sister Boyd, and of course everyone in the church, but them mostly, made me feel like I'd been a saint here for 20 years, like I'd been here forever. It really meant a lot to me. It made me have a lot of encouragement to keep coming and keep trying and keep, keep trying to learn this. Whenever it was, They were so encouraging when I started coming. Not long after I'd been coming here, I was going through a particular situation, and... Um, I needed some guidance, and I went to Brother Boyd, and I asked him what I should do about the situation. Most people would have gave me some kind of super spiritual guidance, something that I could have done that would have brought recognition. If it would have worked, then it would have brought recognition to his name or it would have glorified his name. He did give me super spiritual information, but it was nothing like that. Brother Boyd told me that I should go home and pray and seek God for direction and the trial that I was going through. And I knew right then that Brother Boyd was not here to bring glory to his name or to bring recognition to him, but he was here because he had a burden for our souls here at this church. When I come to this church, I know that when I walk in this door and Brother Boyd is going to preach, that I'm going to hear a word, anointed word, straight from the throne of God, and I know without a shadow of a doubt that if I follow Brother Boyd as my shepherd and with the help of God, 
that one day I can make heaven my home under his, under him. Him and brother, him and sister Boyd. Brother and sister Boyd, I love y'all very much. And I appreciate y'all more than you'll ever know. Well, I'm, uh, I was told three to five minutes. I've opted for three. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful uh, for the opportunity to get to speak today because Brother and Sister Boyd do mean a lot to me. Um, I've had kind of a, I guess, a, a unique relationship with, with that. I've got to spend maybe next to Justin and Sarah uh, a lot of time in their home. And uh, sometimes weeks at a time, like on vacation or uh, when my dad was in the hospital, I, I lived with him for a whole week and uh, at their house. And uh, <laughs> so, so I've got to see them away from here, you know, away from church, away from the public eye, um, in their, you know, loungewear. And uh, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in there, but. Uh, uh, one thing, you know, getting to to be at their house, I've got to see that, uh, you know, they come here and, and Brother Boyd directs us, you know, what we should do, how we should live. And then I get to go to their house or have been in their house and got to see that they they live exactly the way that they ask us to live. And and that's that means a lot. And um, uh, sorry, I have a card, but I'm shaking, so I can't read it. Oh, uh, I got to see, you know, if, if there was something phony going on there or something, I, I've, I've been in their house enough to know that I would have seen it. It, it. it would have been, you know, it would have been evident, and it wasn't. Um, I, uh, I have a story. Uh, brother, I, I try to, uh, in my life, I, I have certain people that uh, I look to and I try to... Uh, just pick out one characteristic or, or, or part of their life. Because if, if you start trying to copy all of somebody's life, then you're trying to be that person. But So I try and pick out certain qualities from certain people. And uh, Brother Boyd, uh, although he has you know, a, a lot of great qualities, um, what I try to, to pay attention to him the most, and what I think probably should be the strongest quality in a pastor, is uh, his his love for souls and his his love for people, and I heard Adrian said the same thing, and, uh, and so I have a story. Um, I, I'm not sure how. Uh, one day I, I was maybe 10 or 12. I can't remember. Uh, I wound up in the truck with Brother Boyd Justin. What it was just me and Brother Boyd, and I don't know why why I was in the truck. That doesn't matter. Um, but. Uh, we had stopped at the old country convenience store whenever it was still going, and uh, he wanted to get something to drink, and I sat in the truck. And uh, whenever he came back, I seen him stop by a car, and uh, he had walked out with some people, and he stopped by their car, and there was about, uh, I think there was three people that got into the car. But, uh, you know, he talked there a while, and, you know, I was I was ready to go. I was, he was probably picking me up to go hang out with Justin or something. But whenever he got back in the car... Um, he was obviously just con- just the look on his face. It was important, and he was concerned and a little bit bothered. He had stopped, and he had talked to the people. And, uh, th- you know, he had invited them to church. I don't know if he knew them ahead of time or whatever. 
And, and he told me that, you know, they uh, they wanted to come. He said they were even there was even tears in their eyes, but they were worried about the way they were dressed. And that, uh, and and you could see that that bothered Brother Boyd. Just just the concern in his eyes for souls. And I don't know why that story stuck with me, but just just the concern he has for people, and even people that of the community, not just here. And uh, anyway, I'm very thankful and glad I got to. Uh, Spend so much time in their house. It's been a very big blessing. And uh, that's my three minutes. Praise the Lord. As, as some of the others have said, I've, you know, it's Emily get, get to come speak. Um, today is I know kind of the vision of today was, is from, from a pastor from a kid's view. And so that's kind of the, the, the first, when they started out, that's kind of the front it was going, going for anyway. And, and, but today is, is when I, we was, we was talking about that and I was praying about it this week. <clears throat> Kept coming to my mind. I remembered a question I was asked a couple months ago. I was at the campgrounds and I asked a question when I was introduced as I went to Brother Boyd's church. And the question was asked to me, said, uh, how long have you went to Brother Boyd's church? I kind of paused there for just a second. Not that I didn't know the answer, but I said, well, I've gone to Hatchman Apostolic Church for 43 years because I was born there, and I've been there all my life. And I said, so I went to there all my life, and I said, Brother Boyd has been my pastor for 26 years. So I said, I guess I've been at Hatchman as long as he's been the pastor, or before he was the pastor of the church. And so, but through that, Brother as I thought about that, is, is Brother Boyd is, when I grew up here, Brother Boyd was, is about 10 years older than I am. But I looked to him up as him as a child. I looked to him as some of these younger kids looks up to the, some of these older young people here. He was not a pastor. He was not a preacher. He was just one of the young teenagers that I looked up to as growing up. Then when he, he left and went to Winter Haven is, is my younger teenage years. And then when he became evangelizing... I remember as, as a child or a young teenager, and through my teenage years, as they would come and travel, when they would come back by here, and they would, they would, they would announce that Brother Boyd, the boys were going to be here. It was not that the evangelist Brother Boyd was going to be here. It was the, the friend of mine, the guy that I, the, the person I looked, to, uh, looked up to in church. He was the one that was going to be here. So it, to me, from a child, I looked at him as evangelized, an evangelist. You know, but, but when he was here, he was somebody that I, it was one of my peers. It was somebody that I looked up to as a kid growing up all through my childhood. His mom and dad lived for a time right across the road, well, the street, right across the dirt road from my grandmother. And I stayed up been a lot of time at her house. And I'd go over to their house different times of the year when, and different times and they would talk about him and, you know, but he was not, that was during his evangelizing years, I think, but it was, but it was time of the times, you know, that it was, I was plugged in and I was always kind of looked up to him. But then at 17, he became my pastor. When I was 17 years old, he became my pastor. And so at, at that time of year, at that time of my life, is a time that I'd kind of drifted away from God. And for the first couple of years he was here, I was kind of away from God. I was in church, but I wasn't where I needed to be. And so I credited a lot of his preaching to some Sundays I was here because I was having to be here. Because that was a rule in our home. You was in church on Sunday mornings. It didn't matter 
what else was going on? You was in church on Sunday mornings. But I was hearing his preaching and being looked up to him as a child. You know, I believe that's what brought me back to God because I remembered the times when we was pray, prayed with people in the altars when we was child, children. Times that we was, you know, just just the childhood memories of him looking up to him was it was just something that has stuck with me through my life. And then throughout the next years after he became our pastor and I got married, he married me and my wife. He's he's been a shoulder to cry on. He's been a shoulder to hold us when we was laughed together. We've been through some things together just because of our relationship. We've been through some things in our lives that we've cried on each other's shoulders and he's we've laughed and we and congratulate each other for things. So through that it's been not just a pastor, you've been a friend. Been sometimes been more than that. Been sometimes it's been called and checked on me checked on us when me and my wife and my family when at the times when we needed it. And I know he was sensitive to the spirit because he was there. When I needed a phone call, and I just seen a phone call come up on my phone. But throughout the last, through the years, he actually, I don't know if it was, but whatever, he gave us, in my early 20s, he turned the Sunday school department over to me and, and had enough faith in, in me. And, I, and that humbled me because I was like, here I am just a kid. You know, I, he looked at me as one of the young kids that was in the church, but he trusted me enough to entrust the kids of his church to me. And then in the youth, he turned to youth. I was over the youth for so many years, and he, and, I, and I never took that for granted. Here he trusted me to carry the youth off that was going to be reflecting his church and be in charge of his youth. And so that, that, was, that was always an humbling thing to me. And through the past few years, my ministry has changed. And then through that ministry change, I've seen where he's he's been a reflection for, for me to look at, something for me to to lean on as my as I've transitioned in my ministry and through the years, I can always see his fingerprints in my life. Just a few months ago, just a few months ago, I was in the, the in Madison was a guy we was working with. The very first day I met him, he was in the back seat of the of my, our truck and we was carrying him actually home from a Bible study and I hadn't met him but just actually a couple hours earlier the guy gave me the this guy gave me the biggest compliment of my, my whole ministry life he says I can see the love of God and I see the love of people in you <clears throat> as I was trying to drive through tears because that broke me I mean he's, he's seen the humble that's what I want people to see in me but I, what humbled me the most is I can see the love that I saw from my pastor and his wife in my life. And because I've seen the love for people through from there, I through what, how they've loved people. It's, it's reflected into my life. And, I, and, I, and when they were, and he actually said that in the back seat, the first thought coming to my mind is, that's what I want. That's the, that's the part of my pastor that I want to show in my life. And so that was, that was something that stuck out when he said that. It was just the biggest compliment for me. But it was a compliment for my pastor. Because through that, he, his reflection of that shone through me. And I was so proud of that day of not just what he, for my benefit, but because my pastor's reflection showed through me. I just wanted one thing and I almost forgot to say it. Something my grandmother, my grandmother O'Neill, 
she used to say all the time, she loved Brother Boyd. Excuse me. But she always said, the thing about Brother Boyd is it didn't matter. Every message he preached, he, he spoke to the youngest, to the eldest in the congregation. It didn't matter the subject title he spoke on. He reached from the youngest to the oldest. And every message he preaches, she said, that's, that's when you see a love of a true pastor. It's because he can reach from the youngest to the oldest in every message he preaches. And I just want to tell you, I love both of you so much. And I want to thank you for this opportunity.
look what I get to follow. Yeah, I appreciate Brother and Sister Boyd for everything they've done. And like I say and said times before, um, this wouldn't mean very much if we couldn't back it up the previous year. So it would be just words that would be just gone in a few minutes. But uh, we love you, and I trust we've proved it in the last year that we really do love you and really do. And and there's no way that um, that we could understand what you go through. Uh, but the verse we just read, God said that. You know, he said, I'll give you pastors according to my heart. And that's not a cop-out for us as saints to say, well, God equipped him and it's just his job to do this. You know, that's, that would be a re- really a cruel way to look at it. But there again, God did designate men to do this. And women, I won't exclude them. But I would say that um, that I believe God has called you and anointed you and Sister Boyd. And I do appreciate you and... And one thing that I've always loved of you is that, um, you know, really and truly, everybody knows it by now, I'm really not a social person. Um, the cruel truth of it is, I'm just really, I'm just leave me alone type guy. And, but really where I've tried to balance that at is, Of just staying spiritual to you. You know, of just you and Sister Boyd. You know, because I know, you know, I'm not I'm not going to find a crowd and I'm not going to be the center of attention and I'm not going to run with the crowd. I'm just not going to do it. Period. I'm just not going to do it. I'm 58 and I ain't going to start. So, but what I have tried to do is get home, go to my closet, and say, God, touch me. Spiritually link me with what you and her are feeling. And that's what I've tried to do. And, you know, because I've had to balance that, you know, because I know I've, I've got such a deficit in this area. You know, I've tried to balance it in that area. And I know my role as a saint, you know, I can't, I can't let that get out of balance, you know. You're the pastor, I'm the saint, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware of that, but I've always appreciated that every time that I've mentioned something to you in the Word, I've never felt like, you know, it's an attaboy or a pat on the head or, you know, but it's, it's us as saints that I, what I'm trying to say is I believe you love the Word. I can go to you and express something in the Word where I feel that God has maybe helped me understand something and you love the Word more than I do. You know, it's something that I can go to you and it's not like, okay, okay, wow, you know, go ahead. I really feel an advocate when it comes to your love for God's Word and your appreciation for the Word. Because, you know, God said, I will give you pastors according to my heart. And and I really and truly have within everything that's in me. You have blessed us. You have blessed our home. Me and Sister Rayleigh is just, with with the three boys we've had, is just, 
it just goes without saying what you and Sister Boyd, you know, because the, especially the birth of Britton Braxton, um, as traumatic as that was, I just appreciate everything that, that you meant to me and Sister Boyd. I mean, I mean, uh, Sister Rayleigh with, with her, everything that, she, what she was in and the, just the circumstances surrounding that. I just really needed somebody. I really did. And, and not taking anything away from my parents. I don't mean that at all. But I'm saying it's just when it comes time, I know and I don't never want to forget the role that you and Sister Boy play in our lives. And I do appreciate it. And Sister Boyd, you know, whatever, and I wouldn't even say it like this concerning you, you know, whatever road you, you walk, we'll walk. I wouldn't even... I don't, I wouldn't even phrase it that way. I would just say whatever road God has designed for you is our road. Period. We are going to walk that road with you. And just whatever you're, whatever you're feeling, I pray God makes us sensitive enough to make us feel. We want to be sensitive to it too. And that God would anoint us and make us sensitive to let you know that you are not in this alone. You do have somebody that can stand with you. You do have a church that cares about you. And that when you hurt, we hurt. And that God will let you know that you are not in this alone. That you do have a church that cares and loves you. And that when things go wrong, I mean, you're not standing and you're not alone. You do have a church outside of this church. Literally outside of this church. But within these church walls, you look in the eyes of people that love and care about you and love you. And it's not... And and we say this pastor appreciation, and some people has took this as a joke that I've said it, but I literally, you are a part of him. And some people look as this as pastor appreciation about all about Brother Boyd, and I'm not taking nothing away from him. But from a biblical point of view, you two are one. So I have always looked at it as you are my pastor as much as he is. So it won't, on these days and through the rest of the 364. I acknowledge you as much as I acknowledge him. So so I acknowledge your advice as much as I love him. And I love you as much as I love him. Because God has put you two together. And God has put the two of you here to pastor us. And on this day, and it, it is, it's not that it's hypocritical to honor you just one day. But on this day, we just wanted to say we love you. We care about everything else that you do. And like I say, there's no way that we could know all the heartache, all the hurt, the turmoil, and the anguish, all the times that you're off in the middle of nowhere and somebody, hey, you're a pastor, let me tell you this. And you really don't have time to stop and listen to somebody weigh you down with their troubles. But but God said, I need somebody to do this. And you don't want to do this. So... We just want you to say, with all that is within us, we thank you. And Sister Boyd, you're not alone. We love you and appreciate you. You may be seated first and foremost. Let me say to our guests and everyone, thank you so much for being a part of this special day. In my humble opinion, I believe that 
we ought to do this about once a month uh, because our pastor and first lady are certainly, certainly very much appreciated, uh, not only among this congregation, but uh, if I may so boldly state, they're very appreciated among the ranks of Pentecost and in our Florida district. Um, and I'm very thankful for that. I've enjoyed so much this morning the testimonies of everyone that have been here. And, you know, I'm quite confident that every person in this building could stand here today and hold this mic and we could stay here till next Sunday talking about the good things of Brother Boyd and our First Lady. But I just real briefly want to say a few comments and uh, we'll move forward in the service. But, you know, one thing that you can admire about a leader uh, and, and one that I've always took special notice of is one of the qualities of a real leader is he will never ask you to do something that he's not willing to do himself. And that's one thing that can be said of b- both brother and sister Boyd. Uh, he'll trim the hedges with you and he'll stand up here and, and, and preach a message to us. And I'm thankful for somebody that doesn't Although he is elevated in the kingdom of God, I'm thankful for somebody that doesn't elevate himself and look down on, on the congregation. But a leadership, leadership can be defined in many words, but the word I choose to use this morning is influence. Uh, I think it's very important the influence or the handprint that he leaves upon each and every individual's life in this congregation. A spiritual leader should know the following. He should know his spiritual condition. He should know the direction of his ministry. He should know the future of his ministry. And he should know the spiritual condition of the church, the direction of the church, and also the future of the church. And all these things can only be known by prayer, fasting, and reading the Word of God, and revelation or confirmation from God through the gifts of the Spirit. And ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about it this morning. Our pastor is a man that not only teaches these Christian principles to us, but he also lives them out in his own personal life every day. It means a great deal to me to be able to go into the Napa or the hardware and, and, and not be ashamed because my pastor was in there before me that may have said something out of the way or something that may have crossed Somebody cross swords with somebody everywhere we go, everything that we take part in, there's always good things said about Brother Boyd and Sister Boyd. We are so represented so very well, even at our conferences. Uh, I have took particular notice in the last couple of years, if you are pre-registered for a, a conference, for example, when I go to the desk, not, not that the individual behind the desk would would treat me any different because of my name that I give them, but I don't want them to know that this is Jerry here registering. I tell them I'm from Hatch Bend, Brother Boyd. And uh, because of the footprint that they've made in the United Pentecostal Church International, they seem to stand up and take notice and give us Hatch Bennyanites a little special attention. And, and I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm proud of that. I don't have to wonder or be ashamed when I'm at conference or at any particular event and he is placed upon the platform and and perhaps asked to say something or stand behind the mic. You don't never have to stand there and wonder 
what he might do or say because you can you can rest assured it will be done in first class and it will be done in the will of God and, and Sister Boyd too. And I'm so grateful for that today as we all are as a congregation. I refer to a scripture that we're also very familiar with this morning, Ephesians 4 and 11. It says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. And when we read verse 12, it says, For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. He he lists three things there, and if we're not careful when we read that particular passage of Scripture, we, we may deem that to be a threefold job description given to the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. We may think that that's pastor's and first lady's job, but the Greek language, since there is no punctuation used in the Greek language, verse 12 should be understood like this for me and you, for the perfecting of the saints that they might do the work of the ministry, that the body of Christ might be edified. I'm so grateful today, and we all are, that we have a pastor that stands behind this desk and teaches This church is wonderful and it's great, but the church is not about what's inside these four walls. It's about reaching those who are lost. And never so more, I believe, in all of our history has there been a more charted effort made to go outside of these walls and reach the lost as we have have done in the past several years. Brother Rayleigh makes reference often to the number seven, how significant it is in the Bible, and I wholeheartedly agree. But also the number five is very significant in Scripture. There were five bars that bound the tabernacle of Moses together as one building. There were five pillars of entrance into the holy place of Moses' tabernacle. There were five articles of furniture in the tabernacle of Moses, and Aaron and his four sons, five men, camped between the tribes of Israel and the tabernacle. The ministry of a pastor is one of the fivefold ministry gifts to the church. The Hebrew word raha, which is translated pastors in the book of Jeremiah, is also translated as a shepherd or a herdsman or a keeper. We'll find it all throughout the Old Testament, the word of God referring to the shepherd. The Greek word poimen, which is translated pastors in the book of Ephesians, is also translated shepherd all throughout the New Testament. So throughout the word of God from the beginning to the end, God has placed upon the back of the pastor, if you will, or the responsibility of a pastor, if you will, to be to be the shepherd, to be to be the leader, to guide and direct. And these are words that that a pastor shows that he is a shepherd. He tends or he herds the flock. He he feeds us. He guides us. And for lack of a better word, today sometimes we need a little supervision, and he offers that supervision to us. The concept of of being a shepherd is one of the oldest in the word. Jesus Christ is a pastor's supreme example. And as a church, we can be thankful that we have a pastor that follows that example. He is a good shepherd, John said in 10 and 10, and the great shepherd in Hebrews 13 and 20. The chief shepherd Peter spoke of in chapter 5, and he is the shepherd and the bishop of our souls. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, is what David said. And in John 10, Jesus is a pattern is a pattern shepherd for pastors to emulate. And our pastor today does a tremendous job, I believe, in emulating and walking after Jesus. Pastoral ministry is a shepherd in ministry. 
and you can easily recognize a real shepherd. And I'm, I'm closing, so if our musicians would please make your way to the platform. A pastor will be one whose voice the sheep recognize through an inner spiritual sense. In other words, pastor knows what's going on with us because he's so in tune with God and he's praying for us daily. God speaks to him. I'm not discounting the importance of making a phone call to let brother and sister Boyd knows what's going on, but, but rest assured one thing, you're being prayed for every day by those two individuals there. Not a day passes, I'm confident, that they don't call the names of this congregation. A pastor will lead the sheep into fresh pastures of the Word, which he searches out, and it has been alluded to already this morning, that every time he steps behind this desk, we wait with anticipation because we know we're about to hear from God. A pastor goes before the sheep as a leader, And they're happy to follow him. They know he will not lead them astray because he leads by example in attitude, word, and lifestyle. And I've already made reference to that today. We we never have to be ashamed of the way our pastor and first lady conduct themselves. And I'll leave you with this tidbit this morning. There's a lot of churches that can't say that. (laughs) There's a lot of churches that the congregation don't want to be seen in public with the pastor. A pastor rules the sheep with love, not with force or cruelty, and the congregation naturally return his love. A pastor is willing to lay down his life for the protection of the sheep. A pastor is willing to stay with the sheep when he sees the wolf coming. A pastor is always on the alert for other sheep to bring into the fold. A pastor recognizes that there is only one fold and that his flock is just part of that fold. A pastor recognizes that the sheep are not his, but they belong to the chief shepherd. A pastor ministers healing to the flock, seeking out the lost and binding up the broken. And a pastor uses the rod for correction when necessary, and he uses the staff for direction to lead his sheep. A pastor protects the sheep from their enemies. And yes, a pastor even protects us from our own selves sometimes. We must have a pastor in our life to make heaven our home. I'm so thankful today that, that we have that, not only um, in a pastor, but in a, first, in a first lady. Brother Rayleigh has already made reference to um, how important a role Sister Boyd plays in this part. And uh, as a saint of God, I, I don't view pastor uh, on the pulpit as here. And Sister Boyd down here sitting at his feet. I view them as equal. um, Because without, I say this respectfully, but without her, he would not be the man of God that he is today. God so uniquely joined those two together. And I'm thankful for that. And I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Boyd if they would make their way to my right here to the platform. And I'm going to ask Justin and Sarah if you would mind, if you would mind joining them. This next statement that I'm about to make uh, is not a statement of boast or not a statement of arrogance, and it's certainly not meant to embarrass them. But if this family were looking for a job, they could go anywhere in this country and have the church of their choice. But I'm thankful for a family that's not looking for a job in their life, but they're looking to follow the will of God.
And the will of God has brought them here to be our leader and to be our shepherd. And I hope that a day never passes by that we as a congregation, that we as saints would, would miss the opportunity to call their name in prayer. You have no idea, we have no idea the spiritual battle that they face on a daily basis fighting for the lives of this congregation. I'm telling you in these last days that hell is at war with us. Whether we choose to believe it or not, you can float through life haphazardly if you choose, but we're in a real fight. And when I'm in a real fight, I want a real leader. And I'm thankful God's given us a real leader for that today. I'm going to ask you to stand today. And if you would just remain in your seats, I'm going to ask Brother Rayleigh, if he would, to come. And we're going to pray over Brother and Sister Boyd and Brother Justin and Sister Sarah. And if you would reach your hands in your faith toward them. And we're just going to ask God to continue to bless them and to keep his hand upon them and give them the strength and the ability to guide us and lead us into the future. The future for this church is so bright and I'm so excited to be a part of it and having having a family that will lead us into it. Brother Rayleigh's going to pray and if you will, let's lift our hands across this congregation. Stretch your faith. Stretch your prayer, stretch your hands toward them, and let's pray that God would honor them. Father, we love you. Thank you. 
Could we give them a hand clap? I know that seems so inadequate, but I think all of heaven recognizes a hand clap of praise, not only to him, but to them. I'm going to ask Brother Boyd, did he done return? <laughs> I'm going to ask him to come and just say a few words, if he will. You may be seated. Well, it's always a little bit um, awkward in, in some sense to um, hear all of this, but I appreciate it from my heart, and I really mean that. And so on behalf of Sister Boyd and I, I say thank you. Our call here is not something that we have ever taken for granted. We feel like the Lord didn't just place us here, but he placed you here as well. And so we're grateful for that. And uh, we, don't, we don't just feel appreciated every now and then or certainly once a year, but we feel your prayer and your commitment to us, and we're thankful for that. I am, uh, was deeply moved by everything that each speaker had to say and uh, to be able to watch Josh Harden grow not only naturally, up in this church, but to watch him grow spiritually. What a tremendous worshiper Josh is to our church. And, uh, and he's a great example. His involvement in our youth and children's ministry and Bible quizzing and things of that nature, he's leaving a, a handprint himself. I have been honored in the last few years to watch Adrian Land uh, to grow in the Lord and to see what God is doing in his life. It's been very, very humbling, and uh, I'm thankful for that. I really appreciate that. And um, Alan did spend a lot of time with us in our home and our life and many vacations. And, and uh, so as to his loungewear comment, <laughs> I, I apologize about the mental image you, whatever mental, <laughs> whatever mental image flashed across your brain but I cannot afford counseling for all of you, so we're just going to have prayer that God will help you through that. Bless your, bless your heart, and I mean that in Jesus' name. And um, Brother Everett Bird has been a voice of consistency. He is someone you can lean on. I'm just, I could say a lot of things about everybody that's here, but I just want to say thank you to these that have spoken. Everett is just there. He's just there. You can count on him. He is a confidant. He is a man that loves the Lord. And um, I'm thankful for his passion for the kingdom of God and for his love for other people and other souls. I hear so often, as a matter of fact, in just a service or two, I want to share a letter, the, a most recent letter that I received concerning a lot of our men that work with our outreach ministries. But I want to tell you that these are men that are greatly respected by men who have made poor choices in their life, but they have others uh, to serve today as a role model to show them a different thing in a different way, and Everett is one of those, and I'm glad of that. I want to say to Brother Rayleigh this morning that you certainly have been exactly what you describe for Sister Boyd and for us. A social bug, he is not. And uh, 
apparently from what we heard this morning, he's not planning on changing. So we're just going to have to nestle in and settle in to the rest of the ride, I suppose. But he said that he desired to be there for me and Sister Boyd spiritually. And I just want to tell you today, and he doesn't want any pats on the back for this, but he is just that. He is right there for us spiritually. And uh, God has dealt with him on many occasions. And for the lack of a better word, I hope this is not just a phrase that's in vogue, but he has had a word from the Lord for us specifically, not always publicly, rarely, as a matter of fact, publicly, but just something God has given him. And I appreciate that. To all of our Sunday school students, I appreciate their kindness and their remarks. And um, to Brother Darrell and Sister Amy, I apologize that apparently your youngest son's going to need a better role model <laughs> into this church. Into this church, if that is what you hear, <laughs> if that is how it is interpreted, so we can always find ourselves in children. You you see that, and so every every time we dismiss in just a few minutes, I get to hear and watch a little replay of what just happened, apparently. And uh, so I'm going to try to tone it down, I guess. I don't know about that. And Brother Jerry Herndon and all the to the Hatchmanites that are here, <laughs> I appreciate your words as, as well and, uh, and the friendship and the strength that you have been to me. It means so much not to just be able to pastor, but I'm thankful to be able to pastor this church and to be a part of this congregation and this community. God has afforded us the opportunity and the privilege, and it is certainly that opportunities and a privilege to be able to minister in other places and other cities and other churches. But there's just no one that quite fits in our heart like this congregation, and I'm so thankful for that. And so no matter where we've been or what we've done in our heart, we're always happy to be back home behind this desk that I feel is, fits us most comfortably. And so thank you from the depths of our heart. Thank you for your prayers, not just for me, and I want to just say this, and I will conclude my remarks, but I am so thankful that you include our family because that, is, that means a lot. That means a whole lot because if you loved me and hated my wife, it would, be a, it would be a hard road to hoe. Or if you loved me and her and hated our children, that would be a hard road to hoe. But thank you for your equal and balanced love for us as a family. And uh, we're not perfect, but the good news is we've never claimed to be. We're just trying our very best to do God's will. I can't think of a better way to end a pastor appreciation than to have the opportunity that I'm going to have here in just a few minutes, and that is to baptize Noah and Madison. Amen. Amen. So I am I'm thankful that it has fallen on this particular day. And uh, so I can't think of a better way to conclude this. Our musicians are going to come, Brother Chris, and we're going to worship the Lord as we, as we all get prepared for this. And uh, we're going to baptize them and pray that God would just keep his hand on their lives. And I want to say this again because we never know. Don't ever discount the influence of a young man or a young woman because they may just be children in your eyes today and they may literally be children. But we never know. We never know where God's path will lead them. And so we're just going to pray God's blessings upon them as they move forward from this point. Would you stand? And we're just going to worship the Lord and we're going to do some transitioning here.
This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.